Ahoy hoy, neo-noiros. That's right. It's November. It's neo-noir-vember, the long hype, long awaited. We were, I think we conceived this live on the podcast, if I remember correctly. Person I haven't introduced yet. Well, that probably was Dan. Here's your introduction. We'll do it. Gentleman Joey here to say, welcome to the show out of the podcast nights. I don't know. It is a night episode. We're jumping to the future for this special month for a couple of bonus episodes. I, I don't like know it. how it's not our traditional show. I mean, I'd imagine it's pretty close to like the the Dick Tracy one we did or the Double Indemnity TV movie where we just kind of breeze through it. Um, but this I remember that one about. fondly. Which one? The, <laughs> the TV movie? The TV movie, yeah. I think it's a great episode of the show. I mean, understandably, it does not get listened to that much, but I, we do appreciate the couple of listens we've gotten on that one. It made me think about the the screen capture that we had uh, with the them standing in the, in the grocery store At holding the grocery eggs. store. I yeah, know. It's, it's, it's so all perfect. I can think, it's all I can think about. I would make that its own like Blu-ray cover. Maybe that, cover. maybe that needs to be on our t-shirts at some point. <laughs> the, the, the made for TV uh, remake. Yeah, it's, that sounds it's great. Just, it's just a picture of that on the front and then it says out, out, of, the out of the podcast on the back. Yeah, that's awesome. So, all right. Pocket is our logo and on the back is just the giant picture of them at the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> Of all, you know, not anything necessarily of, of the, the noir that we typically do, just a random 70s made-for-TV quasi-noir awfulness. It's for the fans, Dan. Yeah, you gotta do it the for whole, the fans. It's all for the fans. We're not having fun anymore. We, we come back for you guys. We see the numbers and we're like, oh boy, we're back at it again. I guess we gotta keep going. I guess we gotta keep going. We gotta keep this friendship going because that's the only reason. It's not like I like you or anything, my friend. Yeah. That's sarcasm. It's, understand- it's understandable. Show. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Full of sarcasm. You gotta love the stuff. Blood sarcasm. Blood sarcasm. Well, I, wa- I do want to mention, I did leave this, and I was debating whether I wanted to talk That's about right. it on a regular episode, but I feel like it's a good time. So I, I want to point out I'm that so excited. I recently... Oh! Oh! I, re- I recently... Ju- it, it magically appeared, and I will say what it is in a minute. I'm holding it up. It it's is the beautiful. Blu-ray of Nothing the But Shout Trouble. Select, correct? The Shout Select. Shout Select, Nothing But Trouble. I hadn't watched it in such a long time. This is How a, long do you think? Oh, man. Probably at least 10 to 15 years, it would, I would have to be. And, and, we and spent it, a lot of real estate on this movie on the show. We did. Because, I mean, growing up, I loved this movie. I used to watch it yes. all the time. I mean, it was, it was like an HBO staple, like right around, like right after it came out. And, and also even it. just going to the video store, that box art just, I, th- yeah. I believe it was the same of what you just held yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, it's just, it just like that, yeah. Just screams to you like, look at these people, look at what, this looks a little kooky, what's going on, I gotta rent this thing. But it's got cast that like I grew up loving, I mean, Chevy Chase, Dan Aykroyd, John Candy, you know, Demi Moore, it's just, you know, star-studded cast, so you think, oh, you know, it's all these great people, directed by Dan Aykroyd, written by, you know, you know, screenplay by Dan Aykroyd, and I, I, I watched it, and what a trip, man. Um, it, it, it's, I mean, I think by all accounts, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a good movie, but I don't think it's a bad movie. I think it's just, no, I it's, 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 it's a it's strange unique. movie. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a unique movie. There's it's nothing like it. And, right. and you can't say that about a lot of things. It's not derivative of anything. Like, no. It is a wholly original idea, which in itself deserves credit. I mean, it's worth a watch. I, uh, oh, yeah. I don't know if I personally need to own it, but. I think you do. You know, if I saw the right sale, like, and I'm just like, you know, I need a little bit more to get my cart to the right amount, I'd throw in a nothing but trouble. But how are the features? I, I was just going to say, so when I explain the features, you might be a little bit more excited. So there's not this only- This is what's going to get me. 
So there's an interview with both Dan Aykroyd and a separate yes. interview with Chevy Chase. So they actually Love got it. Chevy Chase to interview on it. I feel and like he's it, probably fond of this movie. This was a good time for Chevy Chase, right? Not to give it away, but... You could give it away. He basically was like, I don't really <laughs> remember this. <laughs> he was just like, I he's remember... Like, yeah, I'll do an interview, but I have nothing I can give you that's of value at all. Yeah. Other than we, my face and time. It, no, I mean, he mentioned a couple little tidbits, but he basically did say that at one point. He was just like, I don't really remember. He's like, I remember Dan. <laughs> he's like, just because of like, you know, how much it was his like project and, and you know, he how much he loved and still loves Dan Aykroyd and why he this did it. This was how many years after Spies Like Us? So this would have been, this came out in 91 and Spies Like Us came out in 85. So this would have been six years after that. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I had a great time watching it. And it's, it's set in New Jersey. I mean, a lot of it, they don't really, part of it you can tell it was shot there, but part of it, obviously it's very, very fictionalized. And I can attest that it's not really anything what New Jersey is like. I disagree. Um, I, I think that's a that's a hometown view tainting you right now. I'm, I, you think I I'm be, biased? You should be. Yeah, I do. I think you're like you're digital underground, and the rest of us are Debbie <laughs> and Chevy. Just like what is going on here? So you're saying that Volcavania is not that far down the down the road, is what you're saying? I know. I've taken the turn. I've seen it in the GPS. I've gone through it to get to you before. I think what upsets me is that they refer to it as, oh, the freeway's coming up. And we don't call it the freeway here. We call it the interstate. So that, Well, I maybe think, they did back then, Dan. You know, you weren't really around so much back then. I was around in 91. Yeah, but like not saying freeway. How do you know if I was saying freeway in 91? I had you behind the wheel before I could take your opinion on this one. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, I, I, I would recommend it. I, I, I think, you know, for me, it's like, you know, I, I, I love like weird cult movies, especially like in this case from my childhood. So for me, like, you know, it wasn't a nostalgia trip. It, it had been quite two John Candies. Time. That's that's all. You and need. two Dan Aykroyds. Dan Aykroyd plays one of the um, the, like the grandsons that are like out in the junkyard. That's right. In like the oh big God, cool yeah. suits. He's one of them. <laughs> um, yeah, and he's directed. So he actually in the interviews they were saying like how he actually had to go to the hospital because he was so exhausted because like directing, getting all the bodysuit, the makeup, everything. Like you know, I can only imagine how much he was running around and, and taking on all these all these different tasks shout um, select do did they do dr detroit as well oh you better believe it they're I in love, the Aykroyd business aren't they i thought about that because like i love that movie too and that was like instantaneous purchase for me like what the minute they posted that i was just like yep that's for this me this one was too this was don't also like that's true don't act like there's any hesitation this time around no i no, there was absolutely no hesitation for this one either because yeah just the the fondness i have because yeah I, yeah like it's such a weird and singular movie and I, I i i like it for that and like i said it's all people that i grew up like all huge actors and comedians that i loved growing up so for me it was just you know a nice trip down memory lane bizarre memory lane <laughs> Well, good. I'm glad we devoted more real estate time to nothing but trouble, especially on our bonus episode. Me too. Look at you, sir. You're nothing but trouble coming around with the wrench in the works here. But right. no, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I, uh, yeah. It's a fun time. Yeah, like you said, it's a fun if, you, time. Yeah. if you get it, get it on a sale, I, I, think, I think you'll have a good time with it for sure. I, I'm just speaking to, as someone who's seen it. I, I think you, to, if, you're, if you're blind to it, go ahead and just go right in, go in on it. You know, take the chance. It'll pay off in some way. And if you don't like it, I'll buy your copy from you. <laughs> get it, get an email or a direct message. To, you know please, how to take, the, please take my copy. The real out of the podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we will also take, if you guys buy movies, you know, from the podcast and you don't enjoy them, you can send them to us. Not for a return, but I don't know, a sticker or something. Handwritten letter. Handwritten letter. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to devote that copy. <laughs> Unless you're writing the letter. I have no interest in that. 
<laughs> okay, fair enough. It's tough enough to type these days, Dave. That's true. Blood simple. Yes. You ready that's to why, get to that's it? That's why we're here. It's not, that is why we're here. Nothing but trouble is not why we're here. That would be, if it was April Fool's, I would say, let's do it. But yes, it's November Fool's, Neo-November. And we're kicking it off with Blood Simple, directed by Joel and Ian Cohen. Uh, Ethan Cohen, you would, you would, uh, Ian Cohen was the, the Garfield one. Mm-hmm. Remember, do you know that the, the, that classic Bill Murray thing where like he took Garfield because he thought it was one of the Cohen brothers that had written it, but it was <laughs> this guy, Ian Cohen. Oh no, I didn't know that. <laughs> or Ian Cohen. And yeah, so he For the voices like, you mean for the, cartoons? yeah, so he signed oh, yeah. like the contract to do that movie. And he's like, just because he thought it was one of the Cohen brothers. <laughs> Oops. That would have been, probably been a very different movie. <laughs> It could have been a, a lot better. I would assume I never saw it. I never saw it either, but I tapped out on Garfield after the animated series in the nineties. Garfield and Friends was a fun show. I like that show. We know our fondness of Lorenzo music. Yes. <laughs> we are friends. What do you think of US Anchors or Acres? I'm racking Remember my the, brain. That was the in between of Garfield and Friends at the mm-hmm. farm. Yes, I do remember it, dude. It's been so long. Um, Which was actually a short lived comic strip as well. I vaguely remember it. Uh, I remember. What was that pig's it. name? What was that pig's uh, name? Wow, you're really testing my tip, brain. Tip now. of my tongue, too. Do you know what it is? No, or uh, I don't remember anyone's name on it. Like the egg with the feet. That other one. There's that one spazzy one. I don't remember what he was. I'm looking it up now. A duck or something. This is exactly how I expected this episode to go. <laughs> so yeah, so there's like the there's like the pig. Yeah, and, and then there's. There's like a sheep. There's a couple of sheep. There's a duck. Yeah, the duck. He's the one who has like the um, like the inner tube, right? I think Around so. Around him with like the with the little duck head on it, because he was a, he was always a, afraid. So he like I guess he had that so he could float if he needed to. I'm I'm just going through the name. So it's Orson Pig. Orson. Roy, yeah. Yes. Roy, Roy Rooster, Wade Duck, Booker. Booker, yeah. That Sheldon, Bo Peep, and oh, Lionel and, and Sheep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. I, I haven't thought about that in a very long time. Welcome to the show. This one came up pretty early. Blood Simple, of course, not uh, U.S. Acres from Garfield and Friends. The Friends from Garfield. Yes. I guess other than Odie and Nermal. And, I mean, Nermal wasn't much of a friend. Neither was Odie. I, Garfield really didn't have friends. Oh, no. Other than uh, his teddy bear. Yeah, basically. Pookie? Pookie? Is that the name? That sounds right to me. Sounds right, yeah. I don't even think you like John. No, I don't think no. so either. No. Maybe maybe slightly. Yeah. Boy, it's so easy to just go back into Garfield and not Blood Simple. I don't know why. I love this movie. I had such a good time watch, as I always do. It, it sticks with you. We're Spoiler, as you know, we, we get a little ahead of these things. So we're still in October, and it, it, it went very well with the, the vibe and the, the spookiness. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it definitely, a little backstory. Like, they were basically trying to get people to invest that like like it was a horror movie and, and it very much is a horror movie yeah. but it just happens to to have more depth to it but yeah i mean it just works so well there's so many like horror set pieces that it it just absolutely you could it's a perfect october movie right the lighting the atmosphere like it, it definitely has like that horror tinge to it um, yeah as much it's a very like film noir like crime thriller like that i mean that's at its core but yeah there's definitely that horror it's why we're here yeah yeah our, our horror noir month is over, but yes, it, it's crazy. It's such a confident first movie, low budget. I mean, it just, I, 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 there's very few like debut features on this level and budget that I've seen that just like blow you away like that. For sure. And I don't know if we talked about it before, but do you remember the first time that you watched this? 
Yes, it was. I, I might have been when this came out. The Blu-ray? Uh, yeah, but I, I feel like it was before. This came out in 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I must have saw it like 2011. So, and it probably wasn't the director's cut, which this is, which actually like has less time. It, it runs a little smoother than the, the original version. Interesting. Like five minutes less. Because this also was the first from, time I ever saw it, was, was the Blu-ray. Was the Blu-ray, yeah. Criterion, the Criterion one, yeah. It had, you know, it had been a pretty, it's the Cohen brothers, so I mean, it had still been pretty accessible because of that, especially, you know, you get your Big Lebowski's was such a, a big deal at the time. that and Fargo. Fargo, yeah. I mean, like, and even like Raising Arizona. I mean, just so many things that just people would want to reevaluate them. So it was very available. It wasn't the VHS, but I did know, I one of the fun facts I saw was they couldn't get the four tops uh, as the same old song, the rights to that. So they replaced it with Neil Diamond covering I'm a Believer, which sounds insane. That's, That's a whole that- different tone. I was going to say, because th- that song works so well. I mean, it plays a few times in the movie, but I was going to make mention of that. Like, it just, it's, it's, it's such a, like a, a peppy song, yeah. but it has such a menacing quality in the context of the film. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. especially when you're experiencing it, not in the moment, at, yeah. in the bar, but when you're like outside of the bar and you can hear it, it's just terrifying. Yeah. And it's a, just a hell of a good song. And, and what I, one other thing I really like in general about this is, is the casting. I mean, the castings, I mean, it's a bunch of like, really good character actors that not, not at that point, a lot of them weren't really big names. I mean, the most like veteran being M Emmett Wallace. I mean, Walsh, I mean, but uh, other than that, there's not like a, a lot of like real, like heavy hitter names. I mean, Dan Hedaya Hedaya. was a, definitely a pretty big character actor at that yeah. point. Like, but I mean, definitely it's M Emmett Walsh is like, this is, you're getting it made. And from what it sounds like, he, he knew that that was the case. He's a real son of a bitch on set, but that's what you paid him in cash. From that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and I mean, and you gotta love his suit. I mean, the big yellow suit, it's amazing. And he's he's great in it. I, I think he's awesome. One of my favorite performances in the movie. Yeah, and end of his too, I would yeah. say. It just makes it that great because it was just, you could tell he had no expectations for it. And I mean, I, I'd be curious what he feels about it. He's still I, with us, right? I think there's actually, I watched it a long time ago, but there is, I think. He is a, on here, yeah. yeah Him and is, Francis McDormand. I watched the Francis McDormand one. I remember the M.M. at Walsh one being a little slow. It was. And that's why I didn't didn't revisit this time around. And um, I mean, really, Francis McDormand is the most like lively of the bunch. And she has very interesting things to say. I mean, just yeah. what, talk about a fascinating human. But like the, the Coens, I mean, they do a great job in their in their conversation with Dave Eggers on here, but I mean, it's just classic them. They obviously are just uncomfortable yeah. talking about their work in any way whatsoever. Yeah. But great features on here. Um, you get the original trailer, which is how this started. So they had made only a trailer with no actors visible. You got Bruce Campbell in it, un- uncredited, of course. And they used this to get investors excited about it. They made it very horror looking to try to get in those kind of investors because especially at this time, so many horror movies were being made on the cheap. You know, they did well at, at grindhouses or in, in video stores. Popular. Yeah, exactly. And especially around this time, it was really thriving. And people were able to see what they could do with, with the limited budget. So it was the right move. And that's just cool. I, I, it's a great trailer, too. I mean, they were. it just has so much in it right off the bat. I mean, you got mm-hmm. the dragging of the shovel. I mean, like all these great set pieces were already there. Yeah. John Getz is great. I mean, I want to give him... He's, he's, he's wonderful in this, and I, I feel like he was just sort of like an accidental gem, but he just, I mean, he's almost tasked with the most, like, emotional work in this, and he really, really does a great job as Ray. 
And a lot of physical work too. I mean, yes. it, you know, you have disposing of the body and all the other stuff that he goes through, but yeah, he's great. I mean, I was look, I, I was trying to remember cause there's a couple other movies. I know I really love him in. I mean, one being of course men at work. Uh, yes. He's great in that. And uh, <laughs> yeah. another movie that came out in 1991 that I absolutely love another cult favorite. Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Yes. Um, yes. Which I absolutely right. love. And he's really sleazy uh, in that movie. Um, yeah. Just, he has just got a great, way about him and a lot of dynamic like he could just he can yeah. really play a lot of different different and he's roles. able to convey so much without yeah. even dialogue i mean he's he's a total pro and you get francis mcdormand in her first role ever as abby yeah. uh, you got ray and abby they're they're having an affair together abby is in a marriage with julian marty dan hedea and it's gone south she's she's a lot younger than him mm-hmm. they gotta handle this but at the same time uh marty he is aware of this. He's suspicious of it. He hired a private detective. We don't get his name in the movie, but we're here. We're telling you it's Lauren Visser. You kind of get it on the, his lighter. It says it. Yeah. But you know, I'm not looking for people's names on a, on a Zippo. So it's okay if you miss it. So yeah, he, he confirms that this is going on. He's a real sleazy guy and Marty, he doesn't like it. And he's like, you know what? Why don't you go ahead and kill them? I'm going to hire you to kill them and hijinks ensue from here. A lot of hijinks. Almost nonstop hijinks from here. Uh, yeah. So Abby moves out and Ray basically stops going to the bar that he works at where all of this began. Marty is his boss at the bar. And yeah, they have a very nice interaction when he goes to get his pay and when he's like quitting and stuff. Dan Hede is just so sad. I mean, he does. He really does a, a great job. I mean, it's also one of his best, I would say. And with the the whole like the 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 bugs getting zapped like right next to him too. Yeah. Just adds that like the Weird, atmosphere like, of a, a bug zapper is always great. And we're, so we're in Texas, Austin, Texas. Yeah. Yeah. In the bar, there's also the incinerator, just this <laughs> constantly on fire dumpster, I guess, you know, whatever you want to call that. And you can get rid of plenty of good stuff that way if you need to. It also reminds me later, I mean, later on, they, they kind of use that again in uh, Fargo. It's yeah. a wood chipper, but it's the same kind of premise, getting rid of a body. <laughs> so, or potential for that i i just made that kind of connection i I guess it never really occurred to me before but i wonder how when they saw that story i know that like story it's based off of something that happened in connecticut actually it's a famous famous connecticut murder Hmm. connecticut shout out to connecticut my home state uh we got some of the most interesting murders if that's (laughs) your thing we do it right if you're for nothing else if for nothing else and honestly nothing else yeah, it's what we've contributed to the United States and society as a whole is uh, greed and murder and also pizza. And they claim to have invented the hamburger. I don't know about that. <laughs> in uh, this real tiny, uh, it's called like Lewis's Lunch, I believe, in New Haven. You can, it's still open if you want the original hamburger. The very first. The very first. Yeah. So anyways, Marty then, which he's grabbing stuff. Or I'm sorry, when she's at like Ray's house and like the dog is in there, their old dog. And then like Marty shows up and tries to kidnap her, which always is like so jarring. Especially like, let's go outside, which is (laughs) yeah, insane. Almost insinuating he's going to like assault her in front of everybody. You know, let's do it in nature. And then uh, they get out there and she hits him in the ball so hard that he pukes. And it's it's one of the most like you feel he's like it feels like he's puking out his balls. It's so good. Yeah, it's gross. It's it's very gross, but I mean, it's, that they were able to effectively capture that so well this yeah. early on. I mean, most independent filmmakers they try their entire careers to get a good 
ball puke going on. That's the best they could do. <laughs> That's what they're striving for. Yeah. And so, yeah, this especially pisses him off. And this is where like, he's like, these guys got to go. And so the private detective, he breaks into their home. He sees that Abby has a gun and takes it. It was also a gift from Marty. And he like takes photographs of them, which he later doctors into making it look like he murdered them. Uh, there's a really cool scene later on where he's getting rid of all the evidence of this. And um, it shows like each step of how he got there yeah in the photographs to do that that was really interesting i mean because i would have been fine with like oh okay he doctored him clearly but like Mm. it was it gave it a little oomph of like okay this is actually something that's possible because it did look a little too good it's like some texas private eye is able to do this but you know back then the little chemical drops i guess you do that's the trick he made it look pretty good they did look pretty good so it looks like they're dead marty totally buys it he pukes up some more could be residual puke from before (laughs) He goes and opens his safe to give the private detective his money and puts the photos in the safe unbeknownst to the private detective, Mr. Walsh. And then he gets shot with Abby's gun and he frames basically Abby for killing Marty and then takes his money anyways. Yeah. Meanwhile, then you get Ray coming back and <laughs> seeing this body or body as he thinks. And he, he totally thinks it was Abby. He finds a gun and he's like, instantly just like all right i'm gonna cover up this murder for this person i love and it's just like from here on out it's just all confusion it's it's just a wonderfully plotted movie yeah it's all airtight i it's especially once you've seen it and you go back in you just it's nice seeing them set everything up oh yeah it's definitely a movie that i I appreciated more on the second time around and then subsequently so i I would definitely recommend if you if you watch this definitely watch it a couple times just like really let it kind of and I'll say personally, that's Thank kind you. of my review and recommendation with, with the Coen brothers in general, especially like the later films that we've been getting. Like a lot of times I'll watch them and I'm like, I didn't really enjoy this. But then I'll be like, well, you know, I know I know I like these guys. Let me give it another shot. And I know what to expect. And I, I find myself enjoying their films always more on the second time. Yeah. I mean, but Blood Simple, I will say, is a sure thing right off the bat. I would say easy recommendation, easy. It's an essential criterion. The design's all right on it. I wish it was a little better, especially when you see the original poster. It has a great font. It's got, like, the couple. You see their feet, and there's a gun. It's just an amazing design. It would have been Neon. a total... Yeah, just, it's, it's a lot better. I mean, I, I get what they're going for. They choose it's an interesting moment, but just lacks, I don't know, design. It's very lazy. Honestly, you know what? It, even though it's, it is, I use the word simple... I, I I like the even the title card in the movie. Like even if it was just that, like just yeah. the, that the blue that like eighties looking blue right. font on, on a black background like looks really cool. It just exactly. it, it's just like a nice feel to it. There's um, just so I, it's the thing that bothers me about Criterion is a lot of elements that they just choose not to use, and it's like you can still find that balance of like a modern aesthetic, but still taking elements and keeping right. it true. You know. Yeah. But as far as offenders go, this one's pretty low on the list. It's yeah, it just, doesn't it doesn't bother me. I it's mean, just, it's, it's not, just bland, but it's yeah. not it's not offensive. It's totally it totally works. But it, it's it's got you know great great book, great essays, great features. The print looks amazing. Oh yeah, it's a 4K digital transfer. Can't beat it. So yeah, he he gets this body. He's bleeding all over. He takes him in his car and he's like bleeding all over the seat. And <laughs> then all of a sudden he's able as he's like basically in the middle of nowhere of Texas, he starts to see that this guy is alive, actually. And this is one of the best parts of the movie. I mean, this is where you get to what the cover actually is on this, where it is so hard to kill a person, mm-hmm. is what the, the real lesson of this movie is. Because even from here on out, other than 
poor John gets is Ray. Everyone's really hard to murder. Just how hard this is, and then just like the confusion because <laughs> nobody knows what's going on. You know, like Marty doesn't know how he ended up here. Why this guy who has nothing to do with why he was shot, you know, is doing this. And then of course you got poor Ray who's just like, yeah, I gotta, I'm looking out for Abby. I'm trying to disappear this body. <laughs> but he also refuses to do any like the dirty work. So he's just like, instead of putting this man out of his misery, he's just burying him alive. Yeah. And, uh, you know, even like when he like, he puts Abby's gun in his, in uh, Marty's pocket at one point when he thinks he's still dead. Then he like, Marty ends up pulling it out and like pointing it at him, but there's like no bullets in it. It's just that slow and like empty click of the chamber. That's so good. Yeah. No, I like that. He just like slowly takes it out of his hand. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's that. And I, and I also think, like, he kind of also assumes, that, I think, a little bit that he's already kind of dead and dying. You know what I mean? Like, it yeah. seems like he's almost there. So I sure. guess in his, in his mind's eye, he's like, well, he's been shot. You know, he's been, it's been a while. Like, even if I bury him in this current state, like, he's probably going to just eventually just kind of peter out and die anyway, you know? So I think yeah, there's a that too. You're, but You're burying a man technically alive. That's... Yes. That's dirty. That's... Oh yeah, I'm, I mean, well, not don't get me wrong. I mean, yes, yes. that's that's still that's still. <laughs> but I, if you're in that situation, yeah, you're like, I don't want to like beat someone over the head with a right. shovel, like, and put right. them out of their misery. So you just, <laughs> just like, sorry. Yep. <laughs> Hope it's quick. It looks yeah. like it's gonna be, but also it hadn't been up to this point. So who knows? But yeah, that's that happens. It's a wonderful scene, and then Ray, he's back. He goes back to Abby's new, beautiful new apartment. Nice mm-hmm. windows. I can only imagine what that goes for in Austin these days. Yes. But he's just like, yeah, I, I took care of it. <laughs> and yeah. she's like, what? What, what are you talking it? about? Yeah, what's going on? And um, they, I don't know if they ever really talk about it, do they? I mean, like, he leaves the gun behind with Abby. But, I mean, I'm sure she's just like, what, you took that? What happened? Like, she didn't know it was gone. Yeah. I mean, it, it, the confusion will play throughout. I mean, even at the end, it's like it's one of the right. best things about the movie. So, yeah, now the private detective... He, he's gone back. He gets his photos that he needs, but he's seeing that Abby and Ray, they're at the office and he decides to continue like to follow them. And Ray notices this when he's going back to her apartment is like he sees like, oh, this, this is going to be trouble. So he when he gets there, he's in the dark and just like make sure all the lights are off. It's, it's nice and creepy. She arrives, turns the light on. He's like, turn that fucking light off. But it doesn't matter. He totally gets shot through the window and it's glorious. It goes right down. And then um, from here on out, I mean, this is the, the other greatest scene of the movie. It's probably even more memorable. And this is where it's especially horror-ish. But M.M. at Wall, she's over. He, he heads in there. She's trying to hide. She hides in a bathroom. And uh, he's like trying to see how she like got in there and like climbed through this window to get over there. Mm-hmm. So he's like trying to like reach over there and open this window. And that's when she stabs him in the hand, twists the knife. It's so good. Right. Cause at this point she doesn't know who it is. She thinks it's, she assumes it's Marty. Right. Because she had those kind of dream visions where he was still kind of alive uh, yeah. and, and like kind of haunting her a little bit. So in her mind, she's, kind I, I, of... she, I don't even think she knew he was dead. Right. She all. didn't. She I didn't. mean, yeah, 100% because of the ending. Duh. Yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, there's no communication of what happened whatsoever. And so, yeah, she just assumes that these are Marty's fat fingers that she just stabbed. I mean, I'm sure she's not looking too much at this hand at the moment, but he is in there and he can't get it out. And this is where you get the great scene where he's like, just start shooting through the wall Mm -hmm. and then punching his way through the wall to grab the knife and pull it out. 
Uh, it's beautiful. And as that's happening, she's able to kind of get away and prepare her next move where she is just ready with the gun, listening to his footsteps. And then he gets shot by her through the door and he falls and she's just like, hey, Marty, you know, I'm not afraid of you. Mm. And this is where old MMA Wall, she's like dying and he gives the, he starts laughing. He's like, <laughs> with this stranger's voice. He's just like, if I see him, I'll be sure to give him the message. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great. <laughs> so good. And uh, that's blood simple. Yeah. It's, uh, simply it's a put. Wonderful time. Yeah, simply put. It's, you know, it's a, it's a quick movie. And this thing's uh, 95 minutes. Yeah. Not too many fun facts other than what we kind of said throughout. But you got Holly Hunter was originally up for the role. And she was Frances McDormand's roommate. Mm-hmm. She actually shows up at, on the answering machine. Yeah. In, at one point in the movie. But she'll be back for Raising Arizona. They get mm-hmm. her eventually. Eventually, yeah. And, Eventually. And then uh, the whole thing was shot in eight weeks. That, that's pretty quick. That's all yeah. I got. You got any final thoughts on Blood Simple, Dan? I think I, I, I thinking in terms of, I guess, of like a noir context, like I think one thing I really love about it is obviously it's, it's, it's neo-noir, but I love, like, I'm just a big fan of neon. So, so the yeah. whole kind of like vibe in this kind of like roadhouse bar, you know, whenever you walk into it, cause a lot of the, a lot of the times throughout the movie, they're going into this bar and you see all these neon signs and just like the lighting, everything. Especially you when know. you get that one shot where it's just like going, like the camera's just going down the bar. There's yes. someone laying on it. Exactly. It, 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 that's a great shot. Yeah. Yeah. That, so cinematography was by Barry Sonnenfeld, who would go on to direct awful movies, but he had a good eye for light and shading. Definitely. Yeah. No, I, yeah, it's like you said, it's, I think it's just a great movie. Yeah. It's just like an interesting atmosphere. It just, it's very atmospheric to me. Um, yes. You kind of get drawn into this like thriller drama that's really dark and kind of horrorish, and and there's all these misunderstandings. It's just a lot. That was my favorite part. Together. It's this just, watch because usually yeah. I'm taking in the set pieces, but I really just was enjoying how much nobody knew what the fuck was going on. Right. Like, I, that that was really special to me. I thought that was great. Yeah, no, it's it, every time I watch it, I, I I like it more. I find something else that I I really like about it. Good. So well, I, I hope you recommend. You would recommend. All right. Official yes. recommendation. Go get Blood Simple. It's November. There's a BNN Criterion sale happening. No excuse. And since three out of four of these movies are Criterions, you really could make Click this happen. You, you should absolutely be playing along, especially for next week. We're going to be doing 1986's Mona Lisa. Mona Lisa, Mona Lisa, men have named you. You're so like the lady with the mystic smile. She is mysterious. Unattainable. He is decent. Ordinary. The business is different, but the rules are still the same. Dependent upon each other. Go look at her best. You should notice these things. The little things. They are different. In every way. Did anybody ever teach you manners? Do you want to work for me? No! Now tell me I'm fired. All right, you're fired. Lovely. I'm fired and you're straight walking. A woman. It's lovely. And a man. Yeah. It's lovely. Looking for something.
Because they're so young. Things can happen out there. If you last a year and a half on that street, you're lucky. I was lucky. I'm going out. Looking for someone. I can't go down. But you could. You. What you do? Try. George. Oh, Anderson finds you and cut your face. Try. Yeah. What you? You don't need anybody, do you? I do. Get something better. Well, that you mean better? Tommy, dirty, nasty, slimy, kicking. She moved. Bob Hoskins, Kathy Tyson, Michael Caine, Mona Lisa. Sometimes love is a strange and wicked game. This is one of my favorites. Which I've never seen. Dan has never seen it. They just put out the Blu-ray finally after... Uh, at least a decade of only being Criterion DVD. And mm-hmm. I have not seen the, the updated Blu-ray print yet, so I'm excited. That'll be my contribution to the unknown, but mm-hmm. I, I'm excited. I'm pretty confident you're going to like this one, but if not, that's cool too. We'll talk about it. And otherwise, join us Thursday. We're still doing Day of the Outlaw. As of this recording, have not watched it, either of us, but unless Dan did, did you pull a, a secret move? I have not. I have, okay. I have not had the time. You slide dog. No. I got a little too cocky, I guess. But yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to that one. We'll see. We'll see. Lots to come on this old little podcast we do. A lot going on. Thanks for listening, though. Maybe if you guys want to send in your favorite neo-noirs, we'll, we can talk about them. It might be fun to, to talk more about it, I guess, next time. What yeah. we like. <laughs> I don't know. We're figuring it out. These are the bonus episodes. You get what you pay for. But thank you for coming. Thank you for watching Blood Simple. I mean, if that's all we could do in this life is get more people watching this wonderful little film, this tiny little film. From we've done our job. Unknown, unknown filmmakers, and we've done our job. Absolutely. But <laughs> do we have a new ending for the Neo-Noir podcast? Good question. If there's a way that we can update, here's the new crimes. <laughs> here's, here's the Neo-Crime. <laughs> Neo-Crimes. <laughs> I'll... Uh... Maybe we'll have something stand out in the next week's episode that we can take with us. But I guess in the meantime, here's to keeping it bloody and here's to keeping it simple, huh? Yep. And, and, and Neo. We're, oh, and constantly Neo. Neo. Two Neos over here. Just keeping it, keeping it Neo. Keeping it Neo. Here's a Neo <laughs> ridding for you. Ding. <laughs>